Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. So how much stuff do you have? You just heard our conversation with Kathy Lip. Good morning to you. I'm Allie. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Clutter is a problem for a lot of people. But here's a question for you. When you think about the average American home, how much stuff do we own? If you were to go around your house, whether you live in an apartment or a condo, uh, and count up every single item in your house that you own, every personal item, every dish, every piece of clothing, every shoe. How many items do you think you would come up with? If you were to count up every single item that you own, how many items do you think you'd be? Got an interesting statistic. Hmm. It's going to surprise you. What do you think that number is? I'll tell you coming up. It's like coffee, but for your ears. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. So do you have a junk drawer in your house oh yeah in your kitchen (laughs) yep that's always where it is Mm, there's a drawer that in my kitchen to the left of my refrigerator i Mm. pull it open and it has it's designed to have those things that you need to grab on a daily basis some scissors a pen some batteries paper batteries maybe a birthday candle i don't know what happens but over time (laughs) it starts to collect all kind of little post-it notes, slips of paper, sure. paper clips, stray keys, rubber bands, yeah. Oh, yeah. keys to doors that no longer paper exist clips. in our home. Oh, yeah, right. Some or garage door openers to a house we no longer own. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So <clears throat> what is it? So if I, I probably, <laughs> if I were to empty out my just my junk drawer, I probably have at least 100 different items just in that one little drawer. Fair. 90% of it I probably don't need. So yeah. if you were to take that over a whole house, how many items do you think the average American house has? Give it a guess. We had one guest come in by text message. Uh, for, for, 4271 says 100,000 items. I what do you think, Jonathan? Put a number to it. Average oh, American household has how many individual items? Man, that's a really good question. Individual <laughs> items, small or large? Uh, let's, let's just give it a guess. Give it a round number. Then 100,000, does that seem high or low? It seems high to me. I'm okay. going to go ahead and say uh, 10, 10,000. Okay, super die. I'm going with 150 if it's individual items. Individual items. Yes. Let me give you this statistic. The average American home has... Wait for it. Three hundred thousand individual items. Here's another stat for you. One out of four houses with two car garages has so much stuff they cannot fit the car in the garage. Does Uh that describe your home? Uh, It doesn't. I just got a garage for the very first time. (laughs) So it'll be (laughs) empty (laughs) until you move in. Yes. I need a place to store boxes. Hey, coming up, I've got some more stats for you. Plus, so what is the cost of this clutter? There's the funny side. Yes, we have a lot of stuff. But what is that doing to our spiritual life? How do we declutter in a way that's really going to help us get a win? We'll talk about it coming up. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Have you ever felt like the clutter in your space, whether your space is big or small, like that clutter actually 
had a negative effect on you. Have you ever felt that? Maybe you're sitting in a room in your house right now that feels cluttered. There is a dining room table or a countertop that hasn't been clear in months. There's things that you have to climb over to get to different spaces in your home. This is a real thing for a lot of people. And the statistics, I've been giving you just a couple of them, but uh, across the board, the statistics indicate that we have a lot of stuff. We collect yeah. stuff in yes, this country. We, we are... You know, Kathy Lip said she does. She wants to leave out the term hoarder because that deals with another category of things. But when you just talk about sheer garden variety, as Carl likes to say, clutter. Hmm. Jonathan, have you ever felt like clutter was an issue that uh, actually affected your quality of life? I'm curious to know. You're a young man. You're yeah. not too far out of college. You're uh, only been married a couple years. Has clutter ever been an issue or no? Uh, yeah. You know what? I feel like clutter has been an issue before. Now I, you know, I, I moved out of college and then I moved into an apartment, you know, mm -hmm. a one bedroom apartment. And that's where me and my wife have lived for the last few years. Yeah. And so uh, generally pretty small areas. And that doesn't provide a lot of space for there to be a lot of different things. But you can clutter up anything if you don't pay enough attention to it. And and so I wouldn't say it's majorly affected my life, but it definitely has been the source of frustration for me before where I feel like, man, I'm really stepping over stuff just because I'm not keeping up with keeping this area tidy, organized. Mm -hmm. And you know what? As I tidy things, I always start to say, OK, no, I don't need that. I'm going to throw that away. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say that it has minorly affected it. OK, minor. Uh, super dive. What do you think on this one? Clutter impacted your life in some way. It definitely has. I mean, and I have shared this on the program. I've been pretty open about it and transparent. It is definitely yeah. an issue for me. Yeah, mm. it really is. Where do you think, how does it start? I mean, you know, you, I know as you, over time you accumulate stuff, I went from being uh, married with no kids to married with one kid to married with two kids. Sure. And yes. you accumulate stuff as your family grows. Exactly. What was the what's the starting point for you? Is it is it a difficulty parting with things that are sent have sentimental value? That's that's the key one. That's kind of top. It's like I just like to keep things. They like you said, they have sentimental value to me. I'm like, oh, I may use this again or I may use this. Mm -hmm. It's just really hard for me to let go. Part of it a little bit is, um, and I just kind of got this as I started this really thinking and praying about it and let the Holy Spirit working that when I was younger, we moved constantly. Okay. I lost so much stuff. Mm, yep. I lost, a, <clears throat> pardon me, a lot of things. And so I think now I just kind of keep it, mm -hmm. you know, mentally it's kind of in there like I'm going to keep it because I don't want to lose things again. I don't want to lose it. What if I yeah. don't have it and I need it? Yeah. That's hard. But sentimental value is very high on my list. Yeah. And then to check off the list is it gets to the point where too, where it becomes so overwhelming that I go to tackle it. I just don't know where to begin. Mm -hmm. Am I even making a dent? And then I just kind of feel like by myself. I'm like, I'm trying to do this and it's really hard by myself. Yeah. You know? Don't just keep it to yourself. Give what you've heard to a friend with the Carl and Crew Showcast. Just go to carlandcrew.org. Great question. Clutter is a tough thing. Here's what I want to make sure, though, that we have in our heart. There is hope. Absolutely. You know what is clutter-free? What's that? The empty tomb. Oh. That's <laughs> very nothing, true. Amen. I like your answer better. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> listen to me. The, the, the tomb is empty. <laughs> there is mm -hmm. nothing there. 
Our God is alive. He is risen. And and I one thing I said with Kathy Lip in the first hour that I would just want to spike here. I'm I'm a scorched earth clean shelf guy. Mm-hmm. I battle with clutter. If my wife, if I had my wife right now at home, go up to my I've got a I got one of these cool little three-legged stool. Uh, have you seen those ones with where they took a slab of tree that's just out of the forest and it's rough around the edges. You know what I'm saying? It's just and then they they For a table or what is it? Yeah, this? for a table. Okay. And then they plane it down smooth and then they put a beautiful coat of of uh, light varnish on mm-hmm. it and it brings out that wood grain beautiful. yeah mm-hmm. i haven't seen that in a while I what's, s- what's on top of it what's on top <laughs> of it is a bunch of paperwork huh? that i gotta get through uh-huh. yeah yeah i've got a paper stack that is is been calling my name for three weeks it's it, listen if 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 anyone out there, now I know there's some people that are buttoned down. I've got a family member that I heard yesterday, um, one of my nieces, and she's got her fourth child, and she's got a hair salon, and she's got a group of girls that work it, and I heard from my sister-in-law, she said, you would not believe her home. You walk in, this thing's spick and span. She's got her fourth child, just delivered it, spick and span. Mm. There's got to be clutter in her home somewhere, my niece's <laughs> home somewhere. Can't find it right now. And, you know, my grandmother was one of the most clutter-free, clean home people ever, and she had nine children, and I never wow. knew how she did it. And she, very, very modest home. Let's get her on the horn. She's 101. Let's get her on the horn. Home. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I go to her apartment. Everything is in order. Yes, she still lives on her own at 101. That's awesome. You know, here's wow. here's what I believe in my heart of hearts. I believe that understanding, I think that this thing, sometimes clutter is the symptom of other stuff. Yeah. And I think it has to do with a clear focus, where we're going in life, what we say yes to, what we say no to. All these things that can get in the way that create a bit of an orbit that can get to be too much. So although I'm a pretty clutter-free guy in a lot of respects, one of the, for me, clutter is a sign that there's a little bit of focus, lack of clarity, a little bit of time management going on here. And and I think it's really life-focused. Sometimes clutter can be... Um, a sign that we're lacking some focus. And that can be, guys, I'm here to tell you right now, that can be resolved. And one of the best for this one who talks about any kind of thing that's getting in our way or cluttering our life, um, and we're going to even be talking with her tomorrow, is Asherita Chuchu. There is no substitute for quieting your heart right now, knowing that God is a God of order, he loves you. He's got a plan. He's not condemning you. That's the big thing here. God is God, not a God of condemnation. Come on, anyone, come on, give me an Do amen. we have any amens amen. out there? Absolutely. 
But Allie's got a question out here. Yeah, I want to hear from you. We got a little bit of feedback coming in already on text message, but I want to hear from you. Tell me about your relationship with stuff. Has God given you real victory over clutter? We want to hear about it. 312-274-9624. Great question. Waking you up with adrenaline and Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, guys, uh, speaking of Justin Fields, who's this guy that comes on the score? Yes, I'm talking about another station. Mm -hmm. He's a former quarterback, Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. Okay. I've got a great application here coming up in just a moment for the issue of clutter. And I think this is a great one. There's no one that's going to skin this thing totally. You're going to hear from Kathy Lip here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour. No one's going to master this. Here's why. We live in a world that stuff just comes at us. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you make dinner, yeah, you leave. There's there's stuff, right? I mean, there's dishes that go into the sink. Natural clutter. Pre-wash, you know, Mm pre-rinse into the washer, you know, and you're always going to have stuff coming in. You get as much as you try to eliminate clutter from... Text messages, if you make a donation to a political party, you're on the clutter list. (laughs) I mean, no, you're on the clutter list. Texts and calls all the time. I mean, clutter is everywhere. Sometimes it's stuff we do to ourselves. Sometimes it's stuff others do to us. Have you ever seen a junk mailbox in your email? Have you seen yours lately? Oh, it's awful. I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't open my junk mail. I I'm act- glad oh, at sure. least I don't have to see those. Yeah. I, the, what's worse is the junk mail that comes in the mailbox. That, right. That you've got right. like the actual, forget the email inbox. Well, the email inbox, let me tell you what I found the other day in my junk mail. Mm. So glad I didn't see this thing. I get this email from a spammer. And this is like two months ago. And it says... Long dialogue. I need you to know I've taken control of your computer, blah, blah, blah. This is what's going on. I've got your passwords. I've got your bank codes. I've got all this. I've got all that. We can remedy this. Just give me. Just give me this, this, and this, and we'll release, you know, it's, but it's total spam. And Hmm. then it's followed up by about five other emails from other entities saying, you know, you know, we've got your information, you know, you send it here and yeah. we're going to clear this thing up. Yeah. There are so many people getting bombarded with stuff and my heart goes out to people with the clutter of these spammers in our life. And it's, it's everywhere that junk is going to come at us constantly. So why is this a fruit fly? This is a fruit fly because it keeps us from enjoying the fruit of our life. Mm-hmm. Clutter of every kind can keep us from enjoying the fruit of our life, and it can cause fruit to spoil and cause us to not produce more fruit because it's in the way. It's just a fruit fly, man. It just really is. And we need to maybe have an open prayer meeting here sometime for four hours where we just pray about clutter and just take it to the Lord of Lords because he's he cares, guys. I got to tell you, our God cares about this. And I know as we're talking about this, for some of you, this strikes a chord where it's like, oh, this is a hard one for me, right? I mean, we can all struggle with this in different levels. And Superdye, you've been so gracious. And remember, uh, what? 
What? What's on oh, your heart? I was heart? like, I'm, yeah, I'm totally transparent. Yeah. yeah. But you, and, and what a victory. Little victories are awesome, right? Yes. Remember and the discovery of your kitchen countertop that you were sharing? Found my kitchen table and it's still, I'm proud to say, and I know for many it's like, what? This sounds so stupid. It is still, it has never got anything else on. As a matter of fact, my son and I yesterday, we, oh. we cooked and we had the oh. table, had stuff all over. It was great. Then cleaned it mm. all up put everything away, but it was just, Excellent. we had a moment because we could. Now you back know? up because what was pri- prior to you getting it clear, it was, you Speaking were Speaking of able junk mail, use... just stacks on stacks, leave it on the table, leave it on the table. I mean, mm. it was, you could not even see the table, let alone it was stacked upwards as well. And you got that cleared off. I got that cleared off. What? Took me a long time, how, but I got you, it. How'd you do that? God gave you the grace to do what? To... Rest in his peace, to rely on the Holy Spirit for power, to tell Satan to back off, mm. to not shame me, and to not let others judge me. And with God's grace and with his power, yep, I just tackled it one by one. When I got discouraged, I'd pray, I'd walk away a little bit, stay in prayer, uh, play some music. For sure. Praise and worship. Oh, of course you did. Oh, yeah. You know. Pretty quick you were out there dancing around that you, table. Well, going, hello. I got you beat. I'm not denying that. <laughs> I got you beat. <laughs> you right. know, and there you go. Coming up in a moment, Trent Dilfer made a statement about um, the, the clutter of footwork in a quarterback. Hmm. Huh. And I'm going to explain it coming up. It was one of the most profound things. And I thought, oh my goodness, this fits with our topic today so beautifully. So I've held it and I'm about to give it to you. Coming up in a moment, Trent Dilfer on how he's done some quarterback analysis. And he says, what a quarterback does with his footwork absolutely impacts his passer rating. There's no question about it. And I think the completions that we want to get with regard to cleaning up clutter, this transfers so beautifully, it's almost scary. So hang on. Coming up in a moment, we're going to get to that. What in the world does footwork with a quarterback have to do with the clutter in your home? (laughs) That's a good question. Come on. We'll get to that straight ahead. Just tuning in? Hear what you missed with the Carl and Crew Showcast. Just go to carlandcrew.org. Okay, let me give you an analogy that I think is really accurate. By the way, hope here, guys. We're talking about clutter today. Don't be condemned. Uh-uh. The tomb is empty. It's clutter-free, baby. Woo, yeah. Amen. It is clutter-free. Our God is alive. That's right. Uh, this is so fascinating because I think what happens is, have you noticed that clutter actually speeds up and creates a franticness in our mind? It, it, yes. Right? Yes. And it it makes us, it actually then becomes self-defeating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. Trent Dilfer was saying this about Justin Fields. And who is Trent? Trent Dilfer is a former quarterback in the NFL. Okay. He um, played for the Ravens. Yeah, he had some measure of success. So he's a commentator now? Yeah, he's a commentator. Okay. He comes in to Chicago sports on the score and weighs in on some things mm-hmm. from time to time. It's... It was fascinating to me, though, and I thought this relates to clutter hand in glove. He said, and it's true, he said, if you look at quarterbacks that have high completion rates, they don't have happy feet. Their feet aren't constantly dancing around, dancing around and moving. Mm-hmm. And he says, 
the less movement you make with your feet, the higher the completion rate. Oh. You get more stable in the pocket. You have a better base. You're not throwing inconsistently, sometimes off your front foot, sometimes off your back foot. And he's, and he's looking at Justin Fields, and he's looking at, for instance, rolling out. When Justin Fields is rolling out, it's a fluid motion. Yeah. You know what foot you're throwing off, and it's a pretty consistent happen, uh, habit. When you're in the pocket and you see people coming at you and you have happy feet, you can't necessarily read that defense nor your offensive players that are open mm-hmm. as easily as you can if you slow things down, stop the happy feet, and, and get in fluid motion. And I think what happens is this with clutter. I think we have happy feet. <laughs> Moving around, a lot of extra movements. Yeah. And sometimes what we need to do is slow down, stop. Rather than looking at what you've got going on, that just say there's something cluttered in front of you. Let's say it's yeah. a closet. Sometimes you get happy feet in your heart. Things speed up. Mm-hmm. Um, things get more confusing. You get you, anxious. You get anxious, yes. You get kind of spun up a mm-hmm. little bit. And then that leads to discouragement, yeah. and you don't get completions. Absolutely. Here's, I think, one of the big solutions for almost anything in life, including clutter, is slow down. In this case, spiritually, stop. Just stop. Superdad just shared it. You yeah. just slowed down. Just slow down. And stop, and you sought the Lord, and you said, Lord. First thing. Lord, you don't condemn me right now, right? Right. Lord, you don't condemn me. God, you love me immensely. That's it. God, you have the power to help me. And I'm convinced of this, Superdye. You probably slowed the roll, started picking up a piece of paper, going, this goes here. (laughs) This goes in the trash. This I need to save for me and Pat to talk about later. This one, ooh, I need to deal with that. I'll, I'll put that in this pile over here. Mm-hmm. When you slow down the happy feet, by the Spirit of God, clutter can be dealt with. I think yeah. it's the same as the happy feet of a new quarterback to a league. And here's the deal. God wants us to be playing ball a long time. And the only way we're going to play ball a long time is to stop the happy feet, Slow down, asking him to help us read the field and get these mechanics kind of in gear. And if you've ever noticed something, the quarterbacks that are really good and have longevity in the league, they don't have a ton of these frantic movements. No. They're, pretty, they're calm and they're still. They're and calm you, and they're you still. You watch it, you go, how? Yeah, how I mean, are there's you? There's like 300 pound guys that are two seconds away from flattening you. But yes. then, like when you watch the greats, there's a calm. They know exactly what's happening. They know exactly how much time they have to release that ball. And all of a sudden you, it's, it's very, it's almost like purpose watching. driven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like watching poetry in motion. Sure. Yeah. Something beautiful about it. Cause you think how in the world, in the midst of all the chaos of the blocking and the tackling and the impending sack that's coming, <laughs> if you don't get rid of that ball and then all of a sudden, boop, the ball's down the field and you go, whoa. When Trent Dilfer said that, and you know what? He said he called the plays out where 
Fields did not have happy feet, and he said he's getting a little bit better. He says he's got a lot to improve, but he's getting a little bit better. And you might feel with regard to clutter right now, man, I got so much to prove, improve on, and prove. <laughs> There's another problem. because something about, you know what? That was a Freudian slip. You feel like you've got something more than something to improve. You got something to prove. And I need you to know something right now. I don't care where your clutter piles are. I don't care what your closet looks like. I don't care what's going on in your life right now. I don't care. You've got nothing to prove. And that is a freeing thing. New to the show? Stick around for a while. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Okay, um, one of the big fruit flies in life, without a doubt, is clutter. We're talking fruit flies because they are annoying little boogers. And they get in the way of our forward movement with God. More than that, they steal away our ability to enjoy the fruit God bears in our life. You ever been around fruit flies in a fruit bowl? Yes. Yeah, that's gross. Yes. Dad burned things. And the, <laughs> now that I know that those suckers lay how many eggs? 500, 500 for each Yuck. singular 500 female 500 eggs. It's bad. It's like, uh-oh. And, you know, we got to deal with those fruit flies in life because they are they are a problem. And, and clutter is one of these real things in life that let's just let's just say it's born out of some form of idolatry now be careful here and we're not saying that you're um idolater like we find in some of the idols in the old testament and that you're burning sacrifices to an unknown god it's any diversion from worshiping the one true and god and finding solace and peace in him in him alone it can create areas of our life that get cluttered, cluttered with things that are getting between us and God. But this is important to note, and I'm going to say it over and over again. Our God is not a God of condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You have nothing to prove, nothing to gain, nothing to lose. The sooner you realize that, the sooner you're going to fall on your face before the Lord Stop with the happy feet. We'll get back into that in the 7 o'clock hour. I don't want to rehearse that again. But you stop the frantic, happy feet, mind spinning. And you ever notice that with clutter? It There's no peace there. No. There's no peace there. It's your heart is in discord. Hmm. And God wants to calm your heart. In fact, I do not think clutter can be really repaired without a, a calmness of heart, seeking God's face. Those that wait upon the Lord, they will be renewed. Renewal is in waiting. It's in calming. And it's counterintuitive because when you look at clutter, you think, I got to get after it. Have we ever been helped doing that? No, and I think you know, you mentioned the, what it does to us internally. We look at a cluttered space and there's no peace. We got two text messages that capture the same sort of idea, so I want to hit on this. Clutter can also cause strife in relationships. Two different people texted, so that means that there's many, many more, about how clutter has become an issue in their marriage. One person struggles with clutter, and the other person really resents it. 
and I'm not going to say whether it's husband and wife because it's two different scenarios, but in both of them, clutter, the clutter of one person has become a sticking point in the marriage. One person can't get free, and so the marriage is suffering. Yeah. I know the solution for that one. You you do? Yeah. I'm going to give it right now. One of the best coaching moments I ever had in my life was when a couple was talking to my bride and I about just issues of life. Oftentimes, issues like this, like you just framed out, can mm-hmm. become this incredible stalemate. Yes. And what that stalemate does is it creates staleness, mm-hmm. right? And the only solution when you reach an impasse like this, you got one spouse that scorched earth, I want everything buttoned down, the other one's not, you will be in this standoff that creates a divide of intimacy. You may have sex, but you don't have intimacy. I'm serious now. And the only way to resolve that and to bring real intimacy is to sit down with one another, look at each other, and say, Jesus, we want you to be at the center of this marriage. We've got a tough issue that we got to talk about here. Would you meet with us here? Take the other person's hand, hold it, and go, would you meet with us here? Spend some time in prayer. Then you begin to share each other's heart with an attitude of, we want each other to win here. And when you begin to talk in a way with your spouse, the the very same way that the Lord wants us to seek him with a humble heart, you have a way for a marriage to get past that impasse. I'll I'll tell you right now, I I know for a fact that there's no way you are going to stand in opposite sides of an issue and try to cajole or manipulate that person into doing something or becoming something or even talking someone into tolerating your problems. Yeah. It just will it will not happen. There is there is something holy and divine about sitting down with your spouse. And this is it's more difficult I know if you've got a spouse that does not know Jesus personally. I get that. And that's that God will give you the grace for that too. But there's no substitute for a husband and wife that sit down, take hands, hold each other, and say, let's talk with, without scurrying, without hurrying. Let's seek the God of peace, and let's share our hearts, and let's, let's listen to what the Lord is saying here. I, I, I'm telling you right now, guys, there's no substitute for that. The alternative is you turn into glorified roommates. Yeah. You share occasional sex. You have some vacations periodically, but you lack the intimacy that God so desperately wants for you. There's no substitute for humility, taking a hand, sharing hearts, wiping up tears, and loving each other. There's just no substitute for that. Is it hard work? Yeah, but God's got the grace even for that. Okay, Bruce Watts, great dude. He goes to 180 Chicago. This guy is a solid brother. Well, he's got some, he's got a long legacy of 
military, and he's a military man. Listen to what he says. This is a quote from Navy SEALs. It is so right on with cleaning up clutter. Mm -hmm. And this is this kind of puts a bow around everything, including seeking the face of God. Slow down. No happy feet. Quit scrambling. Ready for this? He quotes this from the Navy SEALs. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. That is profound. It's good. I had, to, I had to think about it for a second. A slow is smooth and smooth is fast. That's good. Boo, baby. Take that one to the spiritual bank. All right, coming up here in two minutes. We've got an expert. We thought, let's bring in somebody who really knows her stuff on that. This author, speaker, blogger, Kathy Lip, Clutter Free Academy is what she calls it. Want more from your morning show? Check us out on social media. Just go to Carlin Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. So is there something more to this whole issue of clutter? And by the way, we're talking fruit flies all week long. And if there's one thing that is fruit flies in our life, man, it is clutter. It's like that stuff's buzzing around everywhere. And it's like you can't even enjoy the fruit of life, even good fruit. You can't enjoy it because sometimes it's under the pile of stuff. Well, we got to get after this right now. And we need an expert in here, someone who can help us out. She is an expert. Her name is Kathy Lip, author, speaker, blogger, podcast host. This tells you what you about the name of the podcast, Clutter Free Academy. She also has a book by the same name. This whole clutter free. Kathy, this is kind of you're the clutter free lady. Is it OK if I say that? <laughs> Absolutely. I have been called much worse. Yes, we'll go with that. That's great. Kathy, I want to mind this thing, though, because one thing that we've been talking about this week is that any of these fruit flies is actually revealing another issue. The issue is never the issue. It's not about, oh, I've just got this clutter problem. Deep down inside, something's going on. You have mined this for years. What are some of the big spiritual challenges that people need to overcome if they really want to get clutter-free and stay clutter-free? Yeah, and let me just say right up front, we all have clutter. I mean, clutter is just a, good... a part, it's just a sign of life. It means that people live in your house and are doing things, and that's okay. Yeah. We're talking, the, one, the fruit flies are the clutter that, are holding you back. That yes, are saying, yes. You can't do the things you want to do. You can't have the people over. You can't serve in the way you want to serve. And I really think it comes down to three things. It's fear, guilt, and shame. The fear of like, what if, what if, um, you know, if I throw that thing away and that, or I give it away, I'll never have it again. Yeah, and that's a, a big one. A lot of us had parents or grandparents who were in the depression or have had really hard circumstances and that fear has been passed down from generation to generation. The, the next thing is that guilt, but so-and-so gave it to me. And so oftentimes we'll keep things that maybe were not healthy in the first place and we're trying to somehow repair that relationship through that item. And then finally, the last thing is shame. Uh, you know, if, if it could be shame of like, I, I didn't spend my money well, so I need to keep that item because, like, I, it's irredeemable. Like, I, I cannot, I can't get that money back, so I need to keep that item. Jesus talks about fear, guilt, and shame all the time, and we are living that out with our stuff. 
Now, Kathy, I don't have any stats in front of me, but I know from the times we've talked about it in the show, this is a big issue that doesn't get talked about probably enough. Um, How how pervasive is this issue of clutter, uh, hoarding even? How big of an issue is this for American culture? Uh, So at least 60% of Americans say that clutter is an issue in their lives. And then I think the stat is around 33% that says that this clutter is keeping them from doing life. And so when you think about that, you think about two-thirds of people are saying, my stuff is, is drowning out some aspect of my life, that I'm not able to do what I want to do, I'm not able to have relationships the way I want to. So it is a huge, and of course, um, the, the UCLA study says that for women, it's even more pervasive. So for those of us who are, you know, um, who are women, it, it's affecting not just our homes, but our moods and our health. And so, I, and I don't want to say, hey, we've got to deal with this clutter because I add any more guilt to anybody's situation. But what I do want to say is that, man, I want you to have freedom. I want you to not have to struggle with this all the time. Kathy Lip is our guest. She is the author of Clutter Free. Find it where books are sold. She's also a podcaster, Clutter Free Academy. You can find her there as well. Coming up, I want to talk. I want to get into the practical, but I want to hit the spiritual first. Coming up, I want you, Kathy, to tackle fear, guilt, shame. If we feel like any one of those or all three are the drivers for our clutter problem, what is the spiritual movement we make before we try to unclutter or declutter our lives? Hang on, more with Kathy Lip coming up. Going deeper in our relationship with Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. We've got Kathy Lip with us right now, author of Clutter Free. She is on a mission to help people yeah. declutter their lives. Yes, yes. One cheer for that. I think it's a great You know, here's what's funny. Kathy, you just said that everyone struggles with clutter. We do. I am a scorched earth, clean shelf guy. I mean, that's Mm. the way I was raised. I can get clutter problems in my office. Paperwork, stuff piles up, to-do lists. I have to constantly fight for having a central place for to-do lists. Uh, I asked my wife one time, I said, baby, I love to do your honeydews, but could you put them and I made up, I've got a beautiful glass board, not a whiteboard, a glass board in my office. And I said, could you, here's your area. Could you be sure to put them here? Otherwise, all those little pieces of paper that are really valid, they're, they're, I lose them or they aren't oh, yeah. in a central spot. And so that helps me a lot. But I'm con, everyone's in a fight for this clutter thing first, right? Just a big amen, yeah. Kathy. Big amen. Okay, no matter how scorched earth and clean shelved you are, we're all in a fight for it. I think there's demons of clutter. I really do. Uh, I agree. I there, agree there deeply. So when it gets to fear, guilt, and shame, I don't want people to go, man, I'm, I'm fearful or I'm guilty or I'm shame, filled with shame, therefore I clutter, and now I better just declutter. What's the spiritual movements we make in each of those to get some, because at the end of the day, if God doesn't build this house, 
we're doing this in vain. In the end of the day, if we aren't doing this in the power of the Holy Ghost, we're doing this in vain. That's Galatians 3, 1 through 3. You with me, Kathy? I am 100% with you. And let me tell you how, uh, what I see clutter as. I see clutter as this thing for most of us. For most of us, it's not the most prevailing thing in our lives. Right. It's not as big as some bad relationship. But I think about you know, Hebrews 12.1, where we're talking about uh, those things that entangle us. Yes. You yes. know, and so... Thinking about things that are, I think about clutter as like wrapping around my ankles as I'm trying to run a race, and that it, what it's doing, it's trying to keep me from my purpose. Clutter Ooh. siphons off our, our energy. It siphons off our focus. And so if we can start to deal with those things you know, by untangling things, and I think to the, our first step is to admit to God, you know what, this it feels like it shouldn't be a thing, yeah. but it is a thing. <laughs> That's good. And God, I don't want anything in my life that is going to distract me from your purpose. I don't want anything in my life that siphons off my energy or my desire or my love for the people around me, the people that you have surrounded me with. And so, you know, when we look at Hebrews 12:1, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off every encumbrance and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with endurance the race set out for us. This is, this is a, what clutter does is it takes away our endurance. I love it's that. Because you can't do things. We can't run. We can't run the race. Right. And, and an important distinction here is, The writer of Hebrews highlights two things. One of these is sin. Those are demonstrably things that we need to repent of, and clutter could be that. But it's also other entanglements, things that aren't necessarily sin, but they're getting in the way of what God wants to do. You got me fired up in here, Kathy. You know what? You are so right, because clutter can be sin. And guys, this is not to make anybody feel guilty or but to say we want a full life for you. So if there's a shopping addiction, there are people who can help with that. If there is um, hoarding is a mental disorder. So we're going to separate that out because that is a totally different thing. Okay. But I just want to say that if, if there is something that's contributing to your clutter that you know is an addiction, is something that you struggle with, there are people who want to help. And so I would start with a counselor, a pastor, but for most of us, we just need accountability. Yeah. We need, we, need to un- we need to understand what the goal is. And the goal is to be able to function in our homes in a way that honors ourselves, honors God, and honors the people who live there. And this is a team thing. This isn't just for the women. Because I want, I want the men to hear me really, really loudly. We're listening. Uh, because what, I'm, what I want to say is it's not the wife's job to deal with the clutter by herself, but it is affecting her probably more than anybody else in the house. That's so true. And we need relief, and we need to be a team in this, and we need to love each other and support each other. And so this yeah. is a family thing. Yeah. I love that you hit on that, Kathy, because I do think for women, and I can speak for myself, 
when my house is not in order. I feel it. My husband can walk past uh, boxes that are piled up and he just keeps on walking. If he doesn't have time to deal with it right then, I'm the one who sits there and feels a sense of shame because I feel Mm -hmm. like I haven't, I don't have my house in a place where I want it to be. That's such a good admission. And I think most women can feel that. Talk a little bit more about this shame thing that often accompanies clutter. Okay. I hate to blame social media for everything. Uh, Because it's not social media's fault. It's the people behind social media who are putting up pictures of their house that are perfect Perfect. all the time and saying, this is the standard. Uh, No, no, no. If you're cooking a meal, there's clutter going on in your house. Everywhere. If you're raising children, there is clutter going on in your house. Everywhere. This is, we have to understand the baseline is not perfection. And we are shaming each other into not opening up our houses, into not having people over. I really believe that this perfectionism is keeping women especially isolated. And we need to be able to have each other over in the midst of real life. While the laundry is happening, well, you know, and let's not just talk about household chores. When When we're just getting people ready for school, when we're enjoying uh, crafts on the table, we're, when we're painting, when we're doing home improvements, we need to be able to have people over and say, this is my real life, and yeah. that's okay. And so to say, you know, to, to let the standard not be 100% is a huge step. And I think yeah. where we start is inviting other people over Boom. to our house mm-hmm. to say, this, this is reality, but you know what? We can still have a great cup of tea. Yeah. We can still share and pray and love each other. Kathy Lip, our guest right now, and I love that on your website, Kathy, there's lots of practical things to help people get started. And I know if you're listening and this is resonating with you, you're going, okay, I'm convinced. This is resonating I don't want with a, I don't want a perfect home, but I want a place where the clutter is not keeping me, holding me back from what God has. It's not keeping me from bringing people into my home. I got a link for you. The book is called Clutter Free. There's also a podcast. I didn't want to use clutter. Gets, let's use free. Text the word mm-hmm. free to 312-274-9624. We'll get you linked up with Kathy. There's resources. Sources, uh, books, podcast, a store. Uh, text the word free to 312 274 9624. Thank you, Kathy. We love you, sister. Adore you guys. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsor Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. All right, guys, what's your favorite fruit? Favorite fruit. Favorite fruit. Grapes. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) That was awesome. Cool. Way to go. Yeah. Grapes. Uh, Green or green. Yeah, purple or green. Green. Purple for me. Okay. Big, big, chunky, chubby ones. (laughs) They crunch when you bite them. Have you gotten a seeded grape lately? I haven't gotten a seeded grape lately. It's been a bit. Isn't that wild? That they're just mm. kind of all seedless. Yeah, yeah. I like I like seedless grapes. I like seeded cherries though. You give me any of those, like you aren't you know, old enough to know when when grapes had seeds in them. I don't think <laughs> I've eaten a seeded grape. Oh come on! Yes, I might have been five, but I did eat a seedless grape. Might have been five. You're setting up Allie for another I, slam gonna, dunk gonna, on you. 
I'm not going to get him again. That was classic. <laughs> that was really good. She just said you were in junior high five years ago. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> that was a good one. What's your favorite, uh, favorite fruit? Favorite fruit, Allie? Um, to, I, I mean, I give two answers. I love bananas, but only when they are just go from green to yellow. So if there's any brown on them, I don't like them. So oh, no, I'm with you oh, there. Perfectly. Okay. So it's not perfectly ripe because no. it's actually kind of underripe, yeah, but that's but how I oh, really yeah, like it. Good. And then I can buy a bag of those cuties, those little cutie oh, orange. cuties oh, are yeah. great. Yeah. That's in that my top five. Bag. Oh, yeah. I can probably eat five of I'll just get five of them. The peel comes off so easily. Yes. They're so tiny. And They're bite size. I like to eat. <laughs> what is this? I don't know. What are you playing? Have you never heard this song? Like no, and I don't think I will really? again after today. Eat. What is it? Apples and bananas. It's a children's song. Yep. I like to eat. And then you start to <laughs> okay, change then. up the, the vowel the sound. I like to oat, 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 opals and bananas. Now let's make I like to eat. Eat, eat, Here we go. Never heard Here you go. Bananas. I like to eat. Eat. Eight apples and bananas. <laughs> Carl's face right now. He's so unimpressed. Did they not sing this song in Alaska? No. No, we missed this one. Or in Indiana. I, I'm just, I'm really? just, aren't you heartbroken too, Super oh, Die, that we missed yes, that one? I am. Carl's wow. Alaska song is, I like to catch, catch, <laughs> catch fish and bears in the woods. There you go. I like That's to chop thing. wood and fish's heads off. Oh, goodness I don't gracious. Know. Is that what you sang? Something I, like that. So back to my favorite fruit. <laughs> yeah. I do love cheese. I don't even know bananas. what to think about I don't that. Either. First oh, off, how do you find that stuff that quick? Uh, it's all in my head. Okay, do you have a favorite fruit? <laughs> I do. Mine is mine is kiwi. Really? Oh, it's my favorite That's fruit. That's kind of random. It is a random. Why is it random? Yeah. Well, it's not just, one of yeah. like the big five. You're commons. <laughs> the power I mean, five. What are the power <laughs> five? <laughs> what are the big five? The Hold on, stop. Let's hear it right now. <laughs> okay. This is from Allie. Yeah. These are the big five. This yeah. is your power five fruit. Yeah. All right. You got your bananas. Yeah. You got your, your bananas. oranges. Yeah. Strawberries. Yes. Blueberries. No. No, no, you're already off. What? You missed apples. Apples and apples grapes. Apples is number five. Apples and grapes. Blueberries is not on the power okay, five. Okay, apples, grapes, oranges, bananas, strawberries. Yes, I would agree with There's that. There's your power five. Okay, one one a- more time. Apples, grapes, bananas, oranges, oranges. strawberries. Yes. It might be close. Be the top so it's your five, power yeah. five. Most people don't eat much fruit outside of those. That's watermelon. Very true. If it's summertime, throw in some melon. Yeah, yeah true. But nobody melon. says kiwi. My second favorite's mango. Whoa. You're way outside. Mango's the power five. Boy, she's shaking her head at me in here. You're not a part of the cool group. Man, I guess I'm out of the power five. She just said to me, you're out of the power five. It's true. I'm in the week week three. I'm in the week three. (laughs) Okay, quick poll. Give us your favorite fruit by text message. Some of you have already done it. We want to hear. What's your favorite fruit? 312-274-9624. May the fruit flies of a thousand deserts (laughs) infest Allie's apples this afternoon. Mango and kiwi? Yes. Uh, Phenomenal fruit. Lame. Lame fruit, Carl. (laughs) Lame fruit. Somebody help me out. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. 
As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.